0: Cyril, what a beauty!
1: G'day community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach podcast for round one. It's just completed the first round, all our pre-season planning, months of work comes to fruition this week and this is where it really begins, Patch, this is where the journey truly starts. All right, How are you? Doug,
0: I'm good. We've left the shore, the boat's off, they've smashed the bottle of champagne against the hull. And we're away for season 2023, and for some people, that bottle of champagne has caused massive damage to the hull of their boat, um, as we aft off, but um, I've, I've taken a, a few days to all get away from it all, um, to get down to the beach, to just have some some nice little bit of relaxing after, you know, the lid's off, Essendon's winning the flag this year, so I just thought I'd get ready for a long year ahead of, of us doing a lot of winning, and... Um, and also, just to, to I know, just to to get away from the the hub and the bub of, of people advocating for three trades, because you know the the convention's always been you just hold after round one, you just kind of assess the lay of the land, and then you know then kind of after week two, before price changes, we do we start doing some trading. So I, I don't know I'm just trying to get away from it all and and, and keep it you know nice and nice and chillaxed, loosey goose. You know how how are you? How are you feeling?
1: Yeah, I'll be making three trades this week. <laughs> You'll <you'd> be <laughs> right. If I'll what? be making three trades this week.
0: But, but that, what, what, I,
1: uh, you know, I okay. spent years, patch saying we hold and we don't make decisions after round one. We wait until the price changes. But I, I'm foreseeing a need to make some trades. I think. I think a but, lot of people why, why out there. Why would that
0: be, like, dog? Why? Why would that? It's, I mean, your your team was fine when it was revealed. I I don't know why you would possibly need to be making any tinkering. Why?
1: Why would? Oh, you need my to team make was very good when it was field? We had yeah. uh, Jordan Ridley, who turned up. We had Tom Green, who went 130-plus. I think pretty sure Riley oh, O'Brien one. even uh, turned up. Um,
0: oh, and that team would have done pretty well on the weekend, right?
1: Yeah, no, none of those players are in my team anymore. Uh, Why would that so I be? Made some, I made some changes to my side uh, at the last oh. minute. I'm not wholly unhappy with those changes, uh, with the exception of Liam Jones- being in my team, scoring five points. Ben King being in my skit team and scoring nineteen points. Uh, Jack Steele being in my team and scoring ninety points. But Patch, I am very happy with Max Gorn, who in the middle of a Bucks night appeared in my team and scored one hundred and forty points, which was which was fun. And Harry Sheezel made his way in as well at some stage and scored one hundred and fourteen on the field, so we were pretty lucky in that sense. Uh, but Liam yeah, Jones, I- Liam Stocker... Uh, Jack Steele, yes, some players did return to my team that, well, at no point had been there. I'll be honest with you.
0: Yeah, I I got lots of messages from you in various stages of sobriety over the weekend, and not a lot of them spelt good developments for your supercoach side. Um, You know, when you I mean, Max Gord
1: scoring one hundred and forty points is a very good development for my supercoach. That wasn't great
0: development. Um, I think it was outweighed by quite a few other ones. But anyway, you (laughs) are going to keep tinkering. You are just going to keep fiddling around. And you know, the more you play with it, the more blind you get. Is how I feel. But you, so, all right, talk me through why you want to be making three trades. Is this general advice, or is this you like?
1: No, no, I. As you I... I
0: the champagne bottle, you you tripped and fell, and then put a second hole in the hole next to where the champagne bottle is. Talk me through your reasoning, your logic. Is this something the rest of the community should be following you as you gallivant through the meadow, plucking off trades for, like flowers and, and popping them into your mouth um, as you go eat some flowers? Your secret shame.
1: No, I think we should. I think being aggressive is going to be the key to being successful in Supercoach uh, this year. I think already we've seen a number of players put their hands up to be cash generators. And I think now's the time to jump on them. I think people are going to be making a lot of trades at the end of round two as well. So it's about setting yourself up for success and making some potentially tough calls. For me, Dylan Moore, I thought was a super sexy pod. Hawthorne got smashed and he didn't attend a CBA. So that's someone I'm probably going to corrective trade. And I think there's others out there in similar predicaments. Um, We've got essentially six trades maximum before price changes occur. And if you want to maximize the value in your team and generate cash, that's going to lead to success in terms of overall ranking, playing league, most leagues haven't started yet, so that's probably a different conversation. But I think there's definitely, normally I would preach, do not make trades. But this this year, I, I'm going to preach, make trades. And there are some trades we're forced to make patch. Uh, there was a yes, number of should. injuries over the weekend, including Liam Jones, who scored five points. We'll touch on him in a minute because he might be a different case. But Tom Stewart, he's going to miss, well, he's going to miss, it looks like, three to four weeks.
0: Mm, which is that's trade that's trade time baby that's that's enough that yeah you just flick him on and you know if you've got that 600k in the bank i assume you just flick him to another 600k guy if it's a doherty if it's a uh you know whoever else is at that price sicily um they, they'll they'll all do the same thing jordan dawson do the same thing they'll that would be my move would you or would you trade down to like a you know, trade down to a, say, Mason Redman or somebody of that ilk um, and then use the cash elsewhere.
1: Yeah, I'd probably, if you've got Stewart and you don't have a Doherty, then I don't think there's any necessary risk Necessarily a risk in trading to him, but I think this is a time to maximize the value, the, the opportunities you have. So if you don't, if you've got a Tom Stewart and you go down to a, a Nick Dacos who scored what 129 points, a Luke Ryan who scored 171 points, not going to do that Whoa. every week, Hayden yeah. Young 137, one of these guys that had a really solid scoring role, and it might allow you to upgrade on the other side, upgrade one of your rookies. A lot of people started a 102k loophole option. A Stewart to a Dacos and a Madden to a Sheasel is probably going to net you more points and more cash gen in the long run. So I'd be advocating for some options like that.
0: Yep, no, that sounds like a plan. Um, we touched on Liam Jones, who uh, went off, you know, scored the five whole points for us, um, which I'm sure you were expecting him to score at some point during the year, just not from an injury affected game. Um, yes. But he might he might get up this week, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, he's, he's an annoying run, right? So uh, it's doubly annoying for me because I spent two months saying don't pick him and then I, <laughs> I woke up and he was in my team with five points. Uh, yeah. Look, the five didn't just come from injury. Uh, it wasn't exclusively that. He started off on negative points when I logged on and
0: he jumped did, on yes. and
1: checked and I saw, hmm. He's on negative two in at you know quarter time or whatever it was, so yep. it wasn't whole. We can't wholly blame the injury, but what we can say I is, mean, that we, can,
0: I, I can and I will. Um, well, yes,
1: yes. Uh, the five stays in his rolling average for one week only, so that means it only affects one week of price rises, which means it might not stint his cash gen too much if he can come back and if he can score, let's say, an eighty. But if he doesn't come back. I think we can trade him and I think if he does come back, twenty thousand coaches have already traded him out. And I think there's validity in that because I don't think his ceilings particularly high. But if we're talking about raw numbers and cash gen, then yes, he might be one we can actually hold despite the fact that uh eighty one percent of people had him on their field rather than on yeah. their bench.
0: Oh, it hurts. It hurts. Um but I it's interesting with, you know, looking at you mentioned Luke Ryan scoring 171 against the Saints. The Saints will again look like they're going to bleed points to defenders. In that Brennan Cox scored 150. Liam Jones, if he gets on the park this week, the Dockers are uh, the the dogs. Sorry, play the Saints, and you know that that will tell us how big the ceiling is. Because if he turns up against them, which you know, based on on the results from that game where defenders went off the chain, he'd be every chance to. Um, that could that could boost him. But yeah, it's a, it's an interesting one. Um, Josh Kelly was concussed on the weekend. we Will miss a week of footy ball. Would you trade him?
1: Uh, that's uh, another tough call. You know, we we the role was there, the pre war was there. The only thing that stopped him was that concussion. <sighs> That's a, that's a harder one. He should be available. They've said that he'll be available because I think he comes out of the protocols the day before round three. So they're expecting him to play. And that's the same with Lockie Whitfield as well. Adam Kingsley said that today on the radio. So he's probably only missing a week and he's a primo. And if you've picked him, it's because you think he's going to average like 115 plus. And I think he probably still does. I think the benefit of a guy like him Rolls there, only going to miss because injury for one week. That's what they say. And there's plenty of rookies who have a, we think, have a high ceiling that can replace him on field. At least that's what we saw in the first week. So I think, again, he's a hold. What I'm really looking to trade out, Patch, this week, are the guys that's rolls either reverted back to what they were before the preseason, what they always are, or guys that just straight up were doing weird stuff, um, they, and a guy they that I be... you go,
0: yeah, they, or they just sucked.
1: Well, they just sucked. They were the suckiest suck that ever sucked. The guys I'm worried about are your Nat Five, your Tanner Bruins, uh, Elliot is still in a lot of teams. He might play this week. Ben Cunnington is another one that a lot of people jumped on at the last sort of minute. He's in 10K teams. I think didn't perform well. Jacob a Few Hopper. people went pod wise with Brody Grundy. Yeah, Jacob Hopper's another one. These are the guys that, again, it's it's tough, right? Because it's one we've only got one week's worth of data. But the data says it doesn't look good, and they're that awkward. They're all that awkward price point. Whereas like a guy like a Rory Laird who only scored fifty and just played bad, I'm not so stressed. Yes, he's going to drop in cash, but. You've picked him because you know that next week he's going to score 120. So, I don't know. Five Hopper. What are we feeling in this sort of realm, Bruin? What are we? What are we thinking?
0: I look. I, I wasn't happy with many of them. I was very happy with Setterfield um, instead of Hopper. That would just just get that little gloat in there. Um, but also again, it's, um, no. It's as you said that one week of data just for me isn't enough. Like we saw. You know, you, you sort see Tanner Bruin score fifty-seven. He may come out next week and score what field did. He may, he may crack the ton. Likewise, Nat Five playing North Melbourne this week could reasonably kick four goals very easily by halftime against against North. Um, I, you know, I I get the urge to trade them. I, I I second lockout opened on on Sunday night. I I traded them. It felt really good, and then I reverse trades because I think it's worth getting that second look at them um, because, again, it's just we something they didn't really play during the practice matches. You know, they, you know, I don't know. I, I just want another week of data before I decide which ones to jump off and which ones to hold, um, especially like five. We, we knew this was coming. If you didn't expect a, a, the occasional bad score from that five playing forward in games that Frio lost, then, like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like, it was always going to happen.
1: Well, let's let's talk specifics. Like a Tanner Bruin, he would worry me if I was owner. Sixty four percent time on ground—that's concerning.
0: I, uh, I am pat- concerned,
1: particularly in a game where you know Tom Stewart was subbed out so early, uh, and then it, but then again, like I don't know, Patty Dangerfield only had sixty percent time on ground as well. So is that something to worry about? Is are we worried that he's getting managed the same amount as Patty Dangerfield, who's eight hundred years old? Not sure the answer to that. And then the five one, it looked like he'd never played football patch. It looked like he'd never seen a football before. He couldn't take grabs, he couldn't convert. Like I I don't know what I don't know what to make of it. He looked I, bad.
0: But, but the week before in in that practice game against Port, he looked fantastic. He looked like a dual brown medalist. And
1: you know, That's, maybe he
0: maybe he was six during the week, had something off on game day, maybe you know, like players have bad games every now and again, and you know, Ross lines of coached sides are really defensive and really hard to to score football points against. And likewise, you know, the forwards are naturally going to struggle in that situation.
1: Yeah, I. What worries me most is that they they didn't they didn't pull the uh, you know pull the trigger and move him out of the forward line, which was the saving grace. I think for a lot of people that picked him is like, well, yeah. He's going to play forward, but at times he's going to go into the midfield. At no point did he even look like close to it. And maybe he had a good preseason game patch because he was the only one who was actually trying. Because he needs to. Like I don't know. Maybe, maybe the maybe that his time's done. I agree. We probably don't have enough data. If I was a five or a Bruin owner, I'd be cutting them personally because there's so many more value guys. Like if you didn't start a Callahan or a if you didn't start a shizel, And I know these guys aren't going to score 100 every week, but at least if they're dropping 60s, if they're dropping 60s at a much uh, cheaper, more affordable rate than a Fife or a Bruin or a, you know, even a Hopper, who I guess his only saving grace, right, is that he's in 80,000 teams. If that wasn't the case, he'd, he'd probably be a straight-up cut as well. I, I was mm. at that game. I couldn't really... Focus on on what he was doing, but she was looking at the numbers at the end of the game. It's a concern.
0: Mm, but likewise, I mean, I the the thing that I would hate to do the most would be to trade Nat Five to Jason Horn Francis, and Jason Horn Francis next week scores fifty six, and you know has yes. less rotations in the middle, and then Nat Five comes out and kicks four, scores one hundred and twenty. Like at, at that no, point, think... just moving deck chairs on the Titanic. If it feels really early to be moving deck chairs on the Titanic in in, in round two of a Supercoach season. I, you know, I'd, I'd rather ride it out one more week, get the more data, and then that way you know who you are trading to as well. Like likewise, Harry Sheasel might, you know, he, he looks like a Monty to be you know playing off the halfback flank. He might they might play him forward all week next week just yep. to see what's like. Like I, you know,
1: oh he he might score twelve next week.
0: Yeah, I I. I I want more data. And I, I suppose we should probably talk about the rookies as well in terms of who you're going to trade them to. Because, you well, know, I just you want to
1: it... quickly cut in, Patch, just one final yep. thought on that. I think what you said about trading a five to Horn Francis is spot on. I don't think that's something we should be doing. I've seen 23,000 time, at time of recording, 23,000 teams are traded in Jason Horn Francis. This isn't specific to him. But if any trade I'm pulling the trigger on this week is going to someone at a lower price point, to A, give me more flexibility, more cash and reduce the risk of uh, sort of dollars to point spent. I wouldn't be going sideways trades with the exception maybe of Tom Stewart, who is essentially a max price player who we know is going to miss an extended period of time. But so broadly, I agree with you. We shouldn't be uh, shifting chairs, but I mean, I wouldn't mind uh, sh- shifting chair and bucketing out a little bit of water at the same time or more aptly, shifting chair on the Titanic and stealing someone's necklace, like at least I'm making a bit of cash that way before I sink.
0: You absolute monster. Um <laughs> you absolute monster. I look I, I get where you're coming from. It makes a bit of sense and that's again what I would be looking at if anything would be a you know someone like a fife or a brune down to you know if you didn't start Harry Sheisel or if you then you know didn't grab like Alwyn Davy and but should we should we move on to talking about the rookies briefly yeah, now. Yeah let's talk the, rookies. You, because you, you want to trade in rookies. That's who you want to be focusing on trading in, correct?
1: Cash generators. That doesn't necessarily mean rookies, but it means any trade I'll be making will be leaving me in a better fiscal position. So I might go from a 500K player to a 300K player. Probably not, but I might. And I might go a 300K player, like a hopper, to a 123K player. So that that's, that's kind of – I'm talking about stepping down to increase cash to look at uh, – uh, you know, diversifying my portfolio as um
0: She's okay, Stuart Lowe from the RBA Bagala
1: <laughs> would be saying. All right, so let's talk rookies. I think let's broadly draw the line at 260k. And the top performing one was was your your man. I don't know if he's your man, but was your man Harry Sheesel, 114 points.
0: He's not he was not my man, no. He's he's now being brought into my side as i kind of you know sit here with the podcast with the team open. Um But, yeah, he played off halfback, had 34 touches, looked very much at home in his first game as uh, he was kind of allowed to do what he wanted by West Coast across halfback. Um, Looked very comfortable. Good. Good at football, it appears.
1: Yep. Still one to remember that 114 points will only stay in his price rise for one week rather than three weeks. So there's a risk obviously, that if he never turns up again, he's a bad selection at that elevated price of 198 k But he, he on iTest alone, more. Patch?
0: iTest was really good. But, you know, there's every risk he does a come to McIntosh, and this is his highest ever supercoach score. I I doubt it, but there, there is still that risk. It's possible. I would not begrudge anyone for holding off for a week and waiting to get more data, which I'm I'm considering doing.
1: Yeah, I think he's he's one that people are going to slam on their fields this week, expecting another 100 points. I was lucky enough to have him on there myself this week, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gives us a 60. And then, you, you know, he he is one at 200K that you could potentially wait a week to look at. It just depends how aggressive you want to go and how aggressive, how many changes you think you might need to make ahead of the round three price changes. Next yep. up, Patch. 101 points, Finn Callahan, 244K, a guy that didn't end up in my side, but I am looking to bring in either this week or next. Another one, I don't expect him to turn up every week, but he did look good. At, I don't know what to make of the GWS game because it was a kind of midfield-led return, you know, win from behind. It didn't really – It's. it was a strange game to watch, and I didn't know – I don't know how sustainable it is and how much we can rely on on the players scoring what they did.
0: I, I didn't watch the game. I just watched Tom Green's number machine go brr and uh, got very excited. So I, I don't know what to take out of that score. He scored a little bit more than I expected, but I'm I'm a happy man. I'm a happy owner.
1: Yeah, so he... Um... He didn't get any well, – oh, he got one CBA, I think, so predom- yeah. predominantly was playing sort of that wing role, as they said he might, but he still had 25 disposals, had six marks. It looked like they – yeah, again, I don't know how strong Adelaide is defensively, but it looked like they were moving it with relative ease. Um, Stephen yes. Gnigliog was really good, and as you said, your boy Tom Green was awesome. He was awesome, 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 and I- – uh, yeah, I don't know. Backing my gut on that one did not has not paid off early.
0: Oh, I, I don't think he does that for the rest of the season. For the I don't think he's he's a hundred for the rest of the year. But West Coast this week could score a lot of points. Don't think he's a must-have um, Finn Callahan, but he's done everything I want him to. Cam McKenzie, everyone's got. We don't really need to talk about that. Aside from tip the cap to him for ninety-three on debut, looked very solid, very impressive. Connor McAnella, dog. Yeah,
1: yeah, Connor one that we sort of. Flagged as a sub risk, uh, just ended up sneaking his way onto my field at the last minute before that Brisbane game. So I was happy with the return, but geez, I was, I wasn't expecting it.
0: Are we? Are we expecting that again?
1: I, uh, ugh, ugh, I don't know. Are we expecting Brisbane to be awful? Um, which. They didn't look very good. (laughs) Like, what's real? What do we take out of that? I don't think. Again, it's hard to say, but I don't think bringing him in at 167k or or whatever, whatever his exact price is, is the worst call. I think uh, he's one we could probably get ahead of. It feels like they're going to use him in that uh, in that best twenty three more regularly, or best twenty two more regularly than the best twenty three already. So I've probably seen enough to. to bring him into my side if I didn't already have him.
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm probably in the same boat. Um, likewise, looking at a few of the scores down back that were less impressive, who, who would you trade out for him? Liam Jones, if he doesn't get up, is an obvious trade to go straight from Liam Jones to Connor McKenna. If you if you don't have Jones, if you were sensible and didn't start him, would you trade up from like a Lockie Cowan or Campbell Chesser who scored you know, 38 and 20 respectively? Are we are we flicking them on the flip side?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, honestly, I'd I have no issues going a Jones down to a McKenna. I think that makes sense. I'm less inclined to go up from one of these 123K guys without another week's information. I can't explain why that is. I think it's because if they come out and score an 80 next week, and well, if they're named to play and they come out and score an 80 next week, their cash gen is so far ahead of these other guys. So I wouldn't want to be going up to him but i'm happy to go down to him i know um sam darcy's in a pretty high amount of teams i know sam flanders you could do some dpp stuff and potentially go down to mckenna i don't mind those moves but i certainly i'd all the 123k your basement price guys if they play again i just want that extra week information on those guys
0: yep no, fair enough. If we continue down the list of those, you know, those two hundred and sixty k guys that scored well, Cade Chandler with Kosci Pickett it out probably has a few more weeks left in him. I'm still a little bit concerned long long term about him, but certainly one I'd be looking to move in. I think maybe we'll reconsider next week. Ryan Burns will yes. miss this week for St Kilda. Um, he got an infected knee apparently and will miss the game. Ruben Jimby probably don't need to talk about all that much. Um, Luke Pedler somehow found his way into my side. Um, with the tiny bit of tinkering I did with the rookies after Sunday teams were announced. 83, looked really good, looked really solid. Wouldn't expect that every week.
1: No, no, I, I wouldn't expect that every week, but they were talking him up in the commentary. He, they were talking about it's that, you know, the first-round pick that needs to needs to explode. Uh, at various points in the weekend, he was in my team. He didn't end up there, and apparently we were a bit disparaging of him on last week's podcast. So apologies to Luke Peddler. We know he's a listener and he, he bounced back and matched our criticism. If he does it again this week, I will uh, I will trade him into my side. But at this stage, yeah, I'd, I'd say he's a watch. Uh, I just don't know how to read that that Adelaide game. It was so weird. They were up and about and then they just went to water. I don't really know what to make of it. It's a It's a really difficult one.
0: Mm, yeah, he's, he's certainly one that we would want a bit more data on. Likewise, Charlie Combin played in the ruck all day. Fort North Melbourne, Tristan Cherry, went down with the dreaded Um, I'm a doctor. The future
1: of North Melbourne's ruck division, according to Clarko before the game.
0: So welcome back, Todd Goldstein. And I don't know what the votes for Charlie Combin's scoring. Uh, Again, Probably wait and see. Tom Cole didn't start in the end. Annoyed at that. He scored 78. Looked reasonably good, and they, they looked to use him. But again, if you don't have him, probably wait and see if he does it again next week before we jump on. Um, and then we kind of keep scrolling down. Uh I think tires Phillip,
1: he, who's probably the next yeah, one.
0: Was good. He was good. I don't know if he's a must-have, but he was good. Lamb Stocker, though, is the one I want to pick your thoughts on, like, dog, <laughs> having not seen that St. Kilda... Frio game scored 74 in 3.3% of sides, 216k. Um, is reasonably expensive to fork out for, but would he be worth it?
1: Yeah, just look, despite my sh- absolute shit talking of him all preseason, he t- did somehow end up in my side, awesome. uh, in place of Jordan Thank Ridley. So him much. and Liam Jones were supposed to outscore Jordan Ridley and a, and a 100k rookie, but um, uh, they didn't, uh, so. Like he only took the one kick in, he was sort of being the re- used as the receiver of that kick in. Seventy seven percent game time. He's not a huge tank player. Like that was always his issue with the Blues. He doesn't really have a super defensive mindset, which means they probably won't use him in that way. Which means he should be that sort of second or third kick in the chain. But yeah, I would I be rushing to trade him in. I don't think so until he can do it for another week at least. Yeah, it's just relatively nice role, but I'm not sure how good St. Kilda will be. And they do like that possession game, though, Ross Lyon teams, that kick mark possession game, which he can do. That's something he can do. He can kick and mark. It's about all he's going to do. Fair uh, yeah, not, not sorry, a, definitely I... not a must-have. No, so
0: and before I mentioned um, Ryan Burns as missing a week, Jack Bitell is missing a week. Ryan Burns is probably not relevant at, well, I mean, he scored 92, but he's 262K, wouldn't be rushing to trade him in. So Sorry, just me messing up a name. Who would have thought, like, dog, who would have thought? Not me. Uh, Not you. Jai Menzi scored 68 in a flogging of Hawthorne. Again, wouldn't be rushing to trade him in. Will Phillips was the sub and scored 65 courtesy of that cherry injury. You know, looked reasonably good uh, here and there, um, despite what Kane Corns might tell you. Still in twenty six point two percent of sides. So if you're one of those, you know, there's every chance he, you know, he comes into that side now and somebody else moves out. Um, But yeah, I I, one I'm watching if uh, you know for if he cements his spot in that side over the next week or two.
1: Yeah, would have loved him to score. Uh, a bit less, to be honest with you, was kind of hoping Ooh. that when I saw him a sub, he come on in that sort of last quarter, and uh, you know scored ten points, thirty-two percent CBAs in his brief time on well, not brief time on ground, he's on ground for half the game, but that's a that's a pretty positive sign. So if he gets named in the side, he's going to be one that we want to target pretty uh, pretty early. Uh, definitely was a fan of him. Sam Flanders scored sixty four didn't watch the Gold Coast game, Patch. Uh, I don't even remember who they played, if I'm being honest with you. But Sydney, uh, they played Sydney. They played I Sydney. can't tell you a heap about what they did.
0: Um, no, I, I mean, Gold Coast did not do well. They they did not play particularly good football. Um,
1: You're playing um, Matt Rowe's back though. Top scorer, yeah. or not top scorer, but top couple of scorers for, for Gold Coast.
0: Oh yeah, huge from Matty Rowell, and I will be keeping a very close eye on him next week to see if he does it again. Um, but good God I'm not rushing to bring him in. Um so Flanders yeah, had
1: 14% CBAs, by the way, so he attended a couple um, of those CBAs. Which
0: again we expected with Tuke Miller back in the side. Yeah. He scored 113. Kudos to anyone that backed their guts and started him. Um, very exciting for um for them. Uh while we're on that game, Charlie Constable scored just the fifty-six. Despite having twenty-three kicks, um, not many of them were very good. He went at forty-six percent disposal efficiency, and none of those kicks were contested, or maybe a couple were. He had five contested touches in that, so that's not a hugely supercoach-friendly game. That one,
1: no, and that that was the like that was. I mean, we had several concerns with him just in general. One, his longevity in that side, given the players that have coming back. Well, is going to play football this week. Don't know if that's senior or reserves, but Weller will play football. And I mean, that was always the issue with Charlie Constable, right? He was a bad user of the footy. White didn't never really made sense that they were going to put him in a ball-using role, and yeah, he did kick. I... He had took the most kick-ins, took six kick-ins, played on for all of them. The ball just didn't really go anywhere.
0: Yeah, you, I mean, you, you'd love to see it, but. You'd also love it to be slightly more effective. While we're on that game as well, Bodie Uland debuted kind of out of nowhere. Scored the fifty nine. I, I again didn't see the game, but the three Gold Coast fans that I follow on Twitter were all very excited with how he went, and then you know nominated him as the player of the week. Um, which you know in in that side that didn't do overly well. I don't know what to read into that. And your boy Ben King let dog.
1: <laughs> yes. To be honest, the 19 points sucks and I shouldn't have had him on field. I was trying to be a little bit too clever, but he's certainly a trade-out candidate, but at this stage, I'm going to be holding him because I think he's just as likely to kick four goals next week. Uh, Dan Batten in the official Supercoach podcast talked about him a couple of weeks ago and sort of said he could mirror a Charlie Curnow year where Charlie didn't kick a goal in the first round last year and then went on to... At one point, he was averaging like 80 plus. So maybe he could be a slow burn. His best 22. We know that much that he just needs to be better. But yeah, definitely disappointing at that price point. Yeah. A couple other guys, Patch, Olwen Davey scored 58 points, did small forwardy things and did pretty much what we expected.
0: Yep. No longer did the same, 63 points. Watch and monitor um, based on how we'll go next week. Um, Yeah, I, I still think. Owen Davy Jr. will be a sub-candidate at some point. But again, that's that's just what we're going to have with these first-year players um, during the season. And uh, Will Ashcroft, like dog.
1: Yes. Yeah,
0: a big saving grace. Um, yeah,
1: this this was the fear, eh?
0: Mm, you know how... Yeah, I, I do remember you sending me a message at, quite late on Friday night saying, what if I didn't start Will Ashcroft and I very nearly telephoned you and told you to go stick your head in the freezer? Um you may have been onto something.
1: Potentially. Let's not go too early because no. this is a guy, I think he scored like 300 points in a underage game. But, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, you, you're not trading him out, but just kind of a, oh. oh. Mm. He's a watch. Mm. I might, train him mm. I might oh, trade yeah. him out next week.
1: I might trade him out next week. 47% CBAs, just the four tackles. I mean, four tackles is not bad, but it's not great. Only 13 disposals, including a goal uh, for There's 55 points.
0: Brisbane were miserable though, so yeah. that is uh, something to keep in mind.
1: The super aggressive coaches might get rewarded when they trade him out this week. They might get rewarded. at Given what he has done in the preseason and as a junior, I'm willing to give him another week. But if he doesn't perform next week, I'm trading him. I will be trading him out of my side because it's all about sort of that value that dollars for points thing uh in when you're competing for overall which <laughs> you should could argue after my first round I shouldn't be but uh I'm certainly looking to be aggressive with him next week yeah. the other thing we should say about all these guys patch I think if they're not named this week if, if any of these rookies you own are dropped by in terms of form I think you I think you're welcome listeners at home to trade them to someone else uh yeah I'm, I'm not going to sit around and waste a week. If I've got a, a Campbell Chesser on the bench, he gets dropped. I've done this before, year after year, I go, oh, but he might get picked next week or the week after, and then you just end up with a bunch of zeros on your team. If someone gets dropped, I'm not saying Will Ashcroft gets dropped, but if someone gets dropped, I think we trade them this week.
0: Yeah, I, I think that is, yeah, especially for somebody who didn't perform, if it's a, if it's a Cowan or a Chesser, if they find themselves on the outer or, you know, they're, You Know dropped and they come out and say, Oh, we'll we'll play him as a sub this week. I still think that's enough of a reason to go "Mm, on your bike, son. Um, non owners, there's a lot around, uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Offerings,
1: yeah. Um, Oliver Holland's played, he looked okay on the wing. I think that 60 65 is probably where he's going to sit, scored 56, slightly other elevated price point. Not one I'd be chasing if I didn't have Sava Retigalia. You'd think his spot in the team is a little bit more secure. With the Stewart yep. injury and a, and a number great. of... So watch him. Scored 55 in the weekend. Not a must trade in, but watch him. And then all these other players, Patch, sort of all scored 50 or less. Uh, I've got a few of them. Darcy Wilmot, happy to just hold him, wait and see. Josh Bruce I don't have, but I think might put his hand up against the... Uh, who, who are they playing this week? They play St. Kilda.
0: I would be putting him on field this week, looking at what Brennan Cox Yeah, if I owned did. him on field, yeah. You know, he's not going to score 150, but I would I would be putting him on field uh, this week.
1: And then there's all these other popular picks. Your Oscar Bakers, your Lockie Cowans, your Anthony yeah, Community the is in 20,000 teams. Fergus oh. Green, they all didn't perform that well, but they all... Only cost us sort of hundred and twenty odd grand. So you hold them for a week at this price point, and we look yep. to assess them next week. I think this week's primarily about fixing your sort of three fifty to two fifty k players or trading a Tom Stewart.
0: Yep, I, I think you're correct. I think yeah, if, you know that there'd be there'll be plenty that will get bulk reward from trading out a, a Rory Laird or a Josh Kelly or. I mean, Kelly's probably not the right example because he'll miss a week, but you know, trading these premiums that underperformed, there'll be people that will get, you know, a lot of mileage out of it. But um, by the same token, a lot of people, um, I I would be not doing that this week.
1: Yeah, there's a very small percentage of people out there, Patch, that have like a Kaziah Pickett who scored 144. But if you got him, you'd have to trade him because he wasn't Uh, because he's been suspended. Jason Horn francis peeps of people jumping on. He's one I do want to watch a week. He's that awkward 350k. Looked really, really good, but, you know, Willie Rioli also scored 126, and I don't think he's going to do that consistently. So I'd like one more round of information before I jump on a Jason Horn francis And Archie Perkins is in no teams. I know someone who owns him, though, and he scored 114 points. And what the heck?
0: Oh, man, I, yeah, I reckon it's the year he does well. It's, you know, I thought well would be like an 80 to 90. He'd be, you know, someone I'm, I was looking at in drafts. I, again, wait and see, but, you know, Essendon want to unleash him in that midfield. They want to get him further up the ground. Um, and the fact that they've got Menzi, Davey, um, you know, McDonald, Tip and Woody, if he's playing, means that he's probably got more scope to get up the ground a little bit. Um, I don't know, again, one to, one to watch, but, you know, if you started him, Give yourself a pat on the back. Well done. Love that for you.
1: Tough week to know what to do uh, around mid-prices patch. So if we're talking like 290 to 390K, that sort of range, because Dane Rampey comes out and scores 150, and then Jacob Hopper comes out and scores 60-odd. Don't really know what to make of a lot of these guys. Jack Zebel, one that I... Uh, didn't end up starting despite him being my team very 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 late in the piece uh looked really good again are north going to look this good every week
0: no probably not no, no they no, they will not no i don't think they will
1: <laughs> when um, i say look good i'm obviously referring to uh to their um i don't know super coach scores more than anything else
0: they, they did look i did watch most of that game and they did actually look quite good um but he was again, their leading
1: was, kick in taker, by the way, Jack Zabel. He was.
0: Yeah, he was. Um yeah, look, it's um I don't know.
1: But One as you said, Aaron Hall, not in that side.
0: Yeah. Anyone that started Tom Powell as well, big thumbs up to you. I know he was on like minus eight halfway through the first quarter and still finished with seventy odd. Um, if he stops giving away stupid free kicks and being dumb early in first quarters, I think he'll be quite good. But again, I'm not bold enough to start him. I want another week of data, but if you started him, well done. I'm proud of you.
1: One thing with these mid-prices, Patch, I'm looking at him going, jeez, I picked Will Sitterfield and James Warple. I'm a bloody genius. 99 and 97 points respectively. I am a super coach god. And you look at the names around them, like Brandon Zirk Thatcher scored 100 points. Josh Ward scored 100 points. Anthony Scott scored 96 points. Sam Wiedemann scored 95 points. Like, it's very easy to pat ourselves on the back at this stage when we oh, nail yes. a Will Setterfield or a James Warple, but when they're scoring the same as Cam Zerha and Jake Lever, we probably need to just keep our powder dry and and, and not to make too much of a bowl call. Their roles did look good, these two specifically, those inside... Sort of balls will sort of actually was able to spread the ground and play a little bit outside as well, which is what he was limited to at Carlton. But that exposure probably helped him a bit. I think he looked good. And James Warple is a he, he's a quantity, not quality guy. So as soon as the quantity drops, the scoring's going to drop.
0: Yep. I again, that's why I, you know why I, I wanted, as you said, get powder dry and not get you know not fire too early on bringing in these mid prices. I you know, if you're trading them as you said, trade them down, don't trade across yet. Yep. Get one more week of data and then I think we look at the, the hoppers to Horn Francis's kind of those sorts of trades. But again, um, you know, we've got heaps of trades. You could mount that argument that, no, you just hit the hit the go pedal, use that boost, get rid of them all and bring in bulk points, bulk cash generation. It's what worked for a lot of people last year. I, I'm not going to sit here and tell people off for doing that, but I don't think I will be.
1: Yeah, I'd, I'd rather be jumping out of these players than into them. So, Hopper, Fife, both in 40, well, 50 and 44% uh, share of teams. I'd rather be jumping, if I'm making a move this week, I'm jumping out of these players into cheaper players rather than jumping out of these players, as we discussed earlier, into a Warpole or a Jason Horn Francis. And again, if I'm jumping into a Jason Horn Francis, it's next week and it's from a Bailey Dale. What I would consider if I'm an owner of one of these three hundred K players that didn't perform, jumping into a Finn Callahan, jumping into a Harry Sheasel, jumping into a you know, whatever, a Kyle Chandler if if he's named this week. And there's risk yeah. in doing that, but yes, I think broadly speaking, I think we're on the same page. I just probably have a couple more personal holes to fill than than you do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, I wonder why Certainly not all that tinkering you were doing like, dog. Anyway
1: uh, to be, I would add issues either way My issues are just in different spots now Is there concerns Patch We've talked mid prices. we've talked rookies Let's do a brief chat about premiums Is there anyone You're particularly concerned with I know a lot of people are going to be moving Out of Or thinking about moving out of A Rory Laird what are your thoughts on the matter? Is there anyone that you're concerned about?
0: Um, look, I don't think so. I think you know, you know, Bailey Dale owners were pretty concerned on the weekend, um, on the back of you know not a great score. Um, but again, he plays yeah. um, plays the Saints this week could score a million billion points against them there. So I think I'd hold there. Rory Laird, likewise, they gave him a bit of attention. I would be holding fire um on that front just because i yeah he he picked him for a reason you know he hasn't scored below 50 for what was the the stat tweeter uh the tweeter freako tweeted out about him not scoring below it's been like five years since he scored you know lower than that in a full game i
1: wish i could answer but you've given me a tweet without notice
0: i i have given you a tweet without notice um, I'd be a little, I wouldn't be happy with Andy Brayshaw, but again, I'm not trading any of these guys out unless they're, they're suddenly coming out and missing this week. Um, you so know, the Zach interesting... Merritt, I, I started Sorry. Zach Merritt, he, he scored the 92. I knew he'd be tagged this week. I knew Finn McGuinness would go straight to him at the opening bounce, would run around with him, and then I'm hoping that he scores 150 against Gold Coast this week. That's, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be trading out anyone that you started as a year-long keeper unless it's Tom Stewart who's in yeah
1: here. Yeah, it feels like a weird round. Like, So of all, there's 22 players priced over 600K. Jared Witts, 140. Patrick Cripps, 121. Max Gorn, 140. Were the only three of that 22 priced above 600K that scored 120 or more. Everyone else scored either really badly, a 50 from Rory Laird, a 95 from Lockie Miller, a 94 from Callum Mills, or like around... One hundred and five to one hundred and ten. It was a really strange round for premium selections. I don't know if that's a trend. I suggest it's probably not, but it's just worth noting that a lot of the the information we got around these Uber Primos, six hundred K plus guys, is probably not uh, probably not super reliable after just one week.
0: No, and I think we, you know, if we see Brayshaw score seventy again next week, then we start getting a bit concerned. But you know, it's a one-off we we let it slide you
1: know, really Yeah, and then that. in that next that next bracket the next sort of 20 let's say 22 players that take you down to sort of 550k it was only Davis uniaki Stephen ganigliog um and Tim English who scored more than 120 as well so that whole premium 550k realm, was a really weird one for scoring, and if you, you you had a good score this week, if you nailed all of those selections for the week, but it would have been bloody hard to. All the points came from the cheaper guys this week. Yeah. Your Tom Greens and your Luke Ryans and your your James Ridley's, your Jordan Ridley's, I mean, and your, your Nick Dacos's and, and that sort of guy. So very, very, very strange round for scoring, which is why I am calling for caution for people that backed themselves in, backed in their research, and picked guys for a reason. The reason I personally am panicking and trading is because I bought in a lot of guys one minute before the game started while being 173 beers deep. So per my personal situation, I feel like I'm projecting onto those at home.
0: Yes, I suspect that might be the case and I I would encourage everyone to, you know, have your fun, play out all your scenarios in your head and then hit reverse trade and maybe do just the one or two if you, you, you need to get your rookie set. Or if you started a donut and you've realized, oh, I need to to bring this guy in because I know I'll need to play around with these mid prices next week. I would, I would be fixing the rookies and then and then leaving it and then just just walking away.
1: Yes, or do what I do and use a trade boost. Uh, but agree, I agree broadly that this week's about repairing rookies. And if you do have a Nick Madden loophole, I'm uh, look, I've got a strong feeling a few of these rookies are going to get dropped straight up this week. So. I'd be looking to make corrections this week in that space. We're always going to end up with donuts. You're never going to end up without a donut naturally. That's why. I di- that's why I always challenge people who start one. This week, get if you have players who are not playing, turn them into players who are playing.
0: Yep, it's good advice. I mean, you, you doubt my ability to to pick a, a team that's going to have thirty players every week? Then pff, I get out of here like dog. I can do that easy.
1: Okay, do it. I dare you.
0: Maybe I will. Um, No, Josh Kelly's missing. I already can't. No, never mind. (laughs) Injuries exist.
1: I just want to flag one more concern just before, while we wrap up. Oh, not concern, but guys like Tim Taranto and Darcy Parrish, who both scored over 100 this week. I've got Taranto. I don't have Parrish. But those are mass accumulators. They worry me, Patch. They worry me. Oh this yeah, year. we've already seen tagging happening. God, just it's just something. I'm just going to put a pin in it. The, the Tim Toronto scoring 103, but requiring to, you know, do what he did on the weekend and get that much of the ball. Tom Mitchell-esque. Just
0: yep. Even I'm Tom just Mitchell putting a no, note here. 110. You know, at the accumulator parish just cracked the ton with it was 37 it's touches like, or something. Yeah,
1: like close to 40 touches. Yeah.
0: Um. Yeah, no, it's a it's a valid concern.
1: Um,
0: valid yeah. concern. It is. It's something to unpack a bit further on. I wouldn't be trading any of them out, but also no, um, no, I'm not suggesting that. But experience. it is something I want to watch. Yeah, it's a it's a noted observation and a good one at that.
1: Whereas, a like a Josh Dunkley only needed uh, nineteen disposals because he's a tackle machine. Oh, I just I, I don't know if this is anything. I'm just simply chucking the sticky note up and we can address it again later on down the track.
0: We can indeed. Anyway, happy trading, Dog. I think that's probably covered it all. Um, but yes, good luck fixing all of the holes that you've made in your team.
1: I look forward to it. I'm going to enjoy it. Good luck, community. There should be plenty of content on the website throughout the week. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe and uh, you know, leave comments. And yes, if there's issues with the website, please let us know I'm trying to fix them. I'm trying to fix them.
0: (laughs) Good luck, community. Go, Bombers.
1: Go, Blues.